Hey, William. It's been a minute. Good gracious, man. Like, it has been a long time. So... Is this two weeks? Well, it's I two weeks, but the then, but then it was done. two weeks before. Like, oh. it's, it's been it's been like one podcast this month. And I think we all know the reason why. You're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've concluded. <laughs> I knew there was some dropping. for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you I didn't know where you were gonna go with that. I was like, this is gonna be a good punchline. <laughs> better than I expected. Uh, so true. Look, dude, I uh, I started so when we decided to do this pod, and we're doing it at a weird hour because because the next week because okay, so I've started to kind of basically work mornings. Like I begrudgingly started working a couple of mornings early because right. I was connecting with the Ukraine team, but now it's like. We're always doing important stuff with the Ukraine team, so it's like every morning. So mornings are getting tough. We might have to find some other time to do this. Well, evening time. Um, so that's my that's 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 my dark side. And then your dark side is you've gone into a vortex of self reflection and punishment over the last couple of weeks. And I guess we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> that's kind of true. I know it is. I know it is because I know. Why are you getting reports from your wife? I know how I you told think. you about it. Dude, I just know how you think. I have like a few friends who think kind of the way you do, and I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. He's in a vortex of suck. <laughs> I'm in the suck. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty true. Um, pretty true. So William, yes, sir. William's bright uh, ski bunny daughter has graduated from high school. She has, and is leaving him behind. She left. <laughs> She's gone. It's gone. Gone. She's off. She's off. She stayed for about a week after school, and then she was out of here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you know what? It was weird. Every time you like were giving her advice, was she like kind of looking at the door? Was she like glancing over and yes. being like, "I could leave right now." Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, the great thing about raising independent kids is that they they're excited to go out in the world. You did it. Yes. You did it. You keep. I'm I'm supposed to cheer. Yes. I don't know. You're supposed to cheer. It's kind of like your kids getting old. The alternative is that your kids not getting old. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean it's such a conundrum that like their growth is what you value, you know, to watch, and at the same is. time, your growth is what brings so much pain. Because it's gone. Oh, dude. Did Rachel tell you when Related. I walked in? When your wife, when I walked into work, my and your wife's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I think I'm pissed off." <laughs> She's like, "Why?" I'm like. Because my daughter's leaving, and I don't know how to feel. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do right now. I mean, you'd think I've done it a couple of times. I should be fine. Like, this this picture just showed up in my in my feed the other day. Like, Was like, that Fierston, too? Uh, it's not Fierston, so it has nothing to do with you, except that there's two of my sons in this I know, picture. They're like, but these guys and are they're huge just, now. They're just little, and they're huge now. Oh. They're huge. It goes so fast. Right. It goes fast, but it's it beautiful. Does. It does go fast, and it is beautiful, and I'm super excited for my daughter. She's certainly to, you know, but it's just, you just, I, I wasn't ready. So she went off to Utah, and she's working somewhere now? Where's yeah, she she's working. Uh, BYU has a family camp up in uh, Provo Canyon called Aspen Grove. Oh, that's a fun place to work. Yeah, she has, uh, she's gone there many years. My mom takes all the grandkids. Yeah, yeah, so she's been there as a guest, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I think she's always wanted to. And then my uh, other daughter, Frances, had worked there last summer. So, um, yeah, she's, she's off. She had her first, uh, orientation kind of meeting thing today. She had all her paperwork done yesterday and nice starts, I think Sunday or Monday morning. Or so we're going to get our hands dirty on this issue. William? Like you, you said, you've announced what your concern is. Like, what are you going to do to fill your life with hope and joy 
now that well, no, it's, it's down a double to just edged down sword. to one. No, it's a double edged sword, and I can't tell if they're totally related. But for some reason, my defense of against the dark arts class is you know over. Yeah. yeah. And so and I and I thrive on that. Um, I thrive on that routine. Yeah. Right. Getting up, doing all the stuff, doing the. You prep. already went there. It's already on our. It's on our list of things to talk about. Go ahead. Okay, so that's gone. But also, she was in my class, and she's gone. And so, yeah, no, this is like. Uh, and and I'm also feeling a little sad for my son who has got now six years being alone with mom and dad, and yeah. we're and we're aging and we're old and tired. So yeah. we suck. <laughs> <laughs> so this poor kid is gonna. What are we gonna? I just, well, I just had this image of him at the dinner table and you just staring at him like weeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flip side is is that we always we always uh, tease him that he's king baby. Yeah. Have you ever heard that term? No. Uh, he doesn't act like King Baby. We, we kind of we tease him about it, and uh, but he's a uh, you know we've I've already gotten him a ski pass for next year because what am I gonna do leave him behind? Yeah, yeah. So it's time. Hope and and skiing. I think I can ski more next year. So because you and I both have cheaper. A, you, you and I both have a caboose kid, and uh, I was worried about the thing you were talking about because next year Max is out of the house and that's gonna leave Jonah for all of middle school five and years. high school by himself. That'd right? be five years. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we only one year off. So I was worried about it, but then, but then Rachel pointed out that every time, because we, because our, our, you know, our high schooler is pretty independent already. So it's the three of us already a lot of the times. And Rachel points out, she's like, he's delighted to go out with just us. He loves it, and he actually says it. He's like, boy, it's great to just be out with you guys and not have to have Max. <laughs> it's really funny. So we're like, well, all right, well, you got a lot to look forward to then, kid, because yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah, you got five, six years left. All right, so you just you just blew right into one of our topics. Oh, so. I didn't. I didn't see. Sorry, sorry. So here, no, no, no. Here's our what, our strict script that we prepare for so diligently. Yeah, before yeah exactly. We go. Boy, that reminds me. I think did I have some corrections to do this time? It's been a while. So Why the, did we do something wrong? No. Uh, so no. Like I want one of the topics is this. I have a wife and a son. Who have both identified their they have, they have manic depressive cycles. Now, when I say manic depressive, I'm not suggesting that clinical. they are. It's not clinical. Not clinical manic depression, but they have ups and downs. Yeah. So don't they, we all? They get. I don't know. I don't think so. That's what I'm getting to. So they get really up for big events, and they give their all for big events, and this energy curve is kind of headed upward, upward, upward. When they have the event, then they crash after the event and they kind of cocoon for a few days and chill out and relax and get sad. Okay. This is the depressive. Okay. Okay. And, and they stay sad for a little while and then they, because they've identified that the buildup to stuff takes the edge off being sad, they electively bring hard projects into their lives and do them constantly so that they shorten the, the, the peaks and valleys between these manic and depressive episodes right and you just tipped your hat on this when you said interest when you said i thrive on routine what you're really saying is i i get i get up for this manic cycle of getting up every morning at 4 a.m and going swimming and da, 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 and then rushing in here to save the day with 20 kids who are eager to hear what you have to say like that's a rush for you and you crash after it's over interesting I don't know that I would uh, categorize it quite that way. Maybe it's not the same thing. But I understand what they're talking about. 
and I certainly do that at work. Like if I have a big project, like, you know, I've, I've, I've been there two in the morning, you know, doing it and then you go and you do it and then I'll take like, okay, this next day I'm like, okay, I got to recover because I was tired. Yeah. So maybe it's not the same thing, but what I thought I heard you say was, so what Max said yesterday is the same thing that you just said, which is, I hate to say it. I don't want to make anyone mad, but I miss high school because he's in the summertime now. Right. And what he misses is a daily routine of work that is required of him that keeps him from being in his head. Yeah, okay, I'll take that one. Yeah, I can relate to that. So I guess the first thing I pitch is kind of different, but that thing, so the question that I was going to ask because you was- Because in my head, I don't know, like I, I, you know, I took a lot of philosophy classes in, 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 in college, and yeah. you know, you read about, you read what they say, which is interesting, but then you read about how they came to these conclusions. Like they isolate themselves in a cabin for, you know, three years and eat you know, grubs and berries. Right. It's just weird people. I mean, they're very yeah. strange. And so I, I think that I could retreat into my brain and probably be okay for a while. Okay. But I don't know that I'd be pleasant and I'd probably have to be in a cabin eating grubs and berries with no one coming to see me. So here's my question. I don't know if could I do that. I don't know. I if thrive. what you said is true, that a routine of hard work is cleansing to your, to your attitude on life. Yes. Is work inherently virtuous? Yes. Yes. It is inherently virtuous. Are you sure? Positive. A hundred percent. Okay. So what you know about why? what about all those memes that are like Americans are like working overtime and canceling their doctor's appointments just to get more work done. And Europeans enjoy life, enjoy people and go on vacation sometimes and we're better. What about that? I reject. Uh, first of all, I reject both characterizations. I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that Americans in the first world, we certainly have a better work ethic than others. I do think there's a systemic, if we're, there's, there's a systemic effort to make that not happen by adding more vacation days and and adding more less hours to the work week, et cetera, and so forth. But that being said, well, we're very that you're, that you're reading about because it's not impacting you, right? It's not impacting me for sure. Well, that's because if you're if you're entrepreneurial, you're looking for other entrepreneurs to be around and do things, and and they don't. We live outside of these stupid rules that these labor you know people of concern have for for people. That, you know, oh, you work for a big company, you you deserve X, Y, and Z. So the, the the push to socialism, I guess you'd call it, or the yeah. push to, uh, it's, it's actually more fascism, right? Because the fascists are the ones that control that. But any my no, I I reject the idea that Europeans love life more. I don't really understand that that index that they use. You know, because they always show show people from like Netherlands and Finland and stuff like that to have real high. I don't understand that. Like happiness in it. Yeah, the happiness. Oh, index. if you dig into those numbers, they actually tell you what they're they're judging it on, and basically it's funny because they arbitrarily decide that X, Y, and Z things equate to happiness. Right. And it's, and it's like, and in my experience, this is this is where I'm getting to. If you took my son and put him on a month long vacation, he would go crazy because he gets out of his head by working. I agree. And do you? Yes. So that's interesting. But work it doesn't have to necessarily be. It has to be a project of some sort. It doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, for instance, my my class that I do is not. It's it's a form it's not, of work. It's not work, yeah. But it's not. It's not. But like, it's a project. Yeah. No, like I I I have friends who, who do the same thing. They're like, 
whenever their actual work slows down, they get into a huge project at home to try and kind of fill the, yeah. or, or you see a lot of people do that with fitness where it's like work is kind of easy and it's been easy for years. So even though I'm a lawyer, I'm super jacked right? because <laughs> I have, I go they to the gym, gym and, and four I, hours and a day and I do my, that's how I get my work. And I've got another, we got another mutual friend who's a lawyer and it's like, he, his stuff's all sorted out. So what does he do? He goes and builds things. Either he's either building his house out or he's fixing something huge or he's restoring cars. Like why? Cause he, cause that's how he gets out of his head is work. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm, I'm there. Yes. That's exactly what it is. And I don't, what that, do you think? What do you think if you could teach the world about it? What do you think? What would you say if they're like, "No, man, I want to relax." It's a form of adversity. It's a form of progression. It's a form of learning. And I don't think the majority. I don't think humans per se are ever going to find joy in idle, being idle. Yeah. I think that. The, how do you do this without getting political? I think that people. There are people that believe that's what people want. Yeah, and I think that someone who who's I was watching, I wish I could remember what the context of this was, but um, there was an interview I think, and somebody was talking. It's like you know he was talking to people that were, I think it was fa- his father's age of some sort, and he's like you know they went through this terrible time, and and they asked the father like what was it that during that terrible time that you that you most valued, and he said a job. And, and it wasn't because uh, it was providing. It was because it had utility in and of itself. Yeah. It brought meaning yeah. and value to his life in and of itself. And whether it was digging ditches, flipping burgers, or, you know, selling real estate, doing computers, it's, it's, there's got utility. I see that, too. I mean, I've, I've had lots and lots of people, because we are at work on commission, they'll go one, two years without getting paid. And why do they stay? Sometimes I wonder, you know, I've even encouraged a couple of them along the, along the road to leave, you know, because either one, they weren't going to be successful or two, there was an obvious path for them in another place that could actually get them money with the talents that they had or the skills that they had. But they want, they, they still keep coming in because there's utility in the idea of sitting in that desk and doing something. So you think that work is intrinsically... Yes. Valuable. You know, once my wife, you know, who, again, this is how she thinks. I need to fill my life with work to stay out of my head in sadness, right? That's how she thinks. So once I got laid off and it was right around Christmas, it was like, it was like December. And she's like, man, no one's hiring at Christmas. You're not going to find a job right now. And I'm like, oh no, that's sad. And she's like, hey, there's that thing that you've been wanting to write. You should go write that thing. Just go do it. And I'm like, I mean, this is kind of a waste of our family. She's like, no. You should just write that thing. Like, keep applying for jobs and whatever, but don't, don't let, don't let it make you crazy. Apply for jobs for five hours and then go write that thing for five hours. Get out of here. And she kicked me out of the house with a laptop, and I went and wrote this thing. Awesome. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but it ended up being, it really did protect me from from the 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 vortex of doom. Right. So anyway, fascinating. That so, is fascinating. The so, vortex of doom is real. The more we talk about this, the more it kind of pops up. The in my elective, life. the choice to think about doom is real. It really is. Man. Well, what was that? I, I sent you a, a, a text, and it was like it was kind of an inspirational idea to to the vortex of doom. But but this idea of where where do you rest your mind? Yeah, you know, and if you rest your mind, or or, or where you go to rest your mind is is what's going to influence whether it's a, a vortex of of hope or a vortex of doom. Well, that's actually fun that you should bring that up because there there is something. 
there's something interesting about this question of work. So, I, you know, as has been spoken of, I make video games, but the video, but but You've game, never mentioned that before. But games of the, you know of themselves, the most successful games are in fact work. Like they're over, they they simulate work. They're puzzles. Well, my games are puzzles, but but solving puzzles is work. Solving you're, something, you're acting yeah. Your, like people are like, oh, why don't you play more video games at night? I'm like, dude, when I'm at, I'm trying to not use my brain at night. Like that's like, that's not what I do. Like so, you watch TV. I'm like, I mean, I kinda, and then I just fall straight to sleep. I mean, like I don't activate my brain to rest. But, but I, but if I was fighting off dragons, like in my brain, I would definitely like video yep. games are a great way to do it. Like, because yep. it's work. Right. You're solving a mission. You're yep. solving a crisis. Yeah. In some cases, they don't even they don't even hide it. Like Farmville, you're literally planting crops, watching them grow, and harvesting them. Like, what's the fun of that? It's literally the routine execution of work. It's that's that's what's right. fun about it to people. Yeah, it's wild. It is it's wild. wild. Hey, can I ask you an off topic? Why, yes, sir. Please do. Because I actually think people are gonna be. You didn't put this on our topic list. And I was kind of under, wondering why, but uh, right. I, I, this is exciting. I, okay, so because I think people are gonna want to know this. Now Ooh. you have a particular ability to kind of give us an idea of whether the goggles. That ah. Apple <laughs> has released. It did make the list. You just didn't see it. I, oh. I said it like one of the last things I said, goggles. Okay. So <laughs> these goggles, what are they calling it? Vision Plus? Sure. Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Apple Vision Plus? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, or Apple Vision Pro or whatever. What are they calling this thing? Should we look it up? Okay. So I want to know, my friend, uh, I watched it and Vision Pro is what it called. Okay. So I watched it. And as I watched, I watched the entire announcement, right? So it was like almost 30 minutes okay. of demo, showing you know professional videos of people, of, of this product and what it does, et cetera, and so forth. Okay, great. And I found myself vacillating between the extreme stupidity of the way people would look wearing these all the time right. to the, hey, that's kind of cool. And so one of the things I think is really cool is they bring the Apple universe into this goggle space where you have unlimited real estate for screens. Okay. And whereas my desk, if you come to my desk, I have two 27-inch uh, screens on my desk for, so I can have real estate. You know, to I put Lots, my screens well, a open. A lot of and, space to open yeah, your screens up. Yeah, which I really, really like. So I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. But then I'm watching the demo of this guy in the in – the, um, in, in his workspace with other people interacting. And I'm like, no, that's just weird. It's super weird. I can understand if you're in your office, you put the things on, you're like, now I can just stand, right? Standing desks don't matter anymore because you're not using any of these other things. You're using all this virtual stuff. So I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of cool. But then, the, then I look at it and I think, this is really weird. I mean, it's really a place of science fiction people stuck in their own little apartments. Like, I can see it being really cool for watching a movie. Uh, they really showed that the 3D immersion part of that is 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 cool. I watched one review and they said it's actually funner than watching it in the goggles than it is on IMAX because it's more of an immersive environment. So I'm looking at all this thinking, okay, Apple might have cracked the code. And then I called you and you said you weren't excited about it at all. I am not excited about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out why. 
So this is a great question. And by the way, between your enthusiasm and as I mentioned before, I have great respect for my boss's like instincts. Like right. he has, he's a great product instinct guy. Right. And he actually thinks there's something to that product as well. So, and, and his was actually the same, the use case that he liked was actually the same use case that you just said, which is, he's like, the idea of sitting down to do work and having two 65 inch size screens to work on to do my work is pretty, pretty freaking appealing. Right. Um, so that's, that's what he's excited about. Um, and so like, let me, let me just tell you why, why I don't think it works. Can I tell you there's one thing that's – anyone that's – you got to watch these things. But the if you just go to apple.com, they have a picture of a person with the goggles on the front. And you're looking at the person as straight through the goggles. By the way, that's completely – you're looking at a screen a projection of their eyes. You're not actually seeing their real eyes. Okay. Did you know that? Because they're not – if you if you look through it from your point of view, right? You're putting them on. Are you, you sure? Yeah. Yeah, there's there there's two little holes like this. There's two holes like eyeglasses on the inside with glass that is creating this environment. And then the outside is this screen. Are you sure? Yeah, dude, you can't see it. like the nose and stuff is like I think it's you can't see the nose through. No, 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 it's dark goggles. I think you can see. I don't. I when they showed it going from the point of view from the user, they show the two pieces. You have the light light thing that go, the the light shield that goes around your eyes, right? Yeah. Or around the that makes the suction looking thing around your head. Yeah. And then, but when they take that off, it showed that it has two eyeglasses, and they talked about the actual. Uh, like glass that it has to do with, and all this other stuff, and you can, so it can make it so that you're, if you have glasses, you don't need to wear them underneath it. All this other stuff, but then as you, as someone comes into the room and they look at you, they're trying to make it so that you can see them and they see your eyes, so it's more of a natural interaction with someone. That's all. It's all image. It's a screen that they're looking at. Uh, I don't. Do you follow what I'm saying? I follow what you're saying. I have a hard time believing it. At the price point, I suppose they could afford it. Well, they do the same thing. I don't know if you saw, um, they do FaceTime. Uh, I'm scrolling through it right now to try and get a look into the. So they do a FaceTime thing. You can do FaceTime in them. So so when everybody, when they look at you, they're not actually looking at you. Yeah, that that part I knew about. Okay, it's the same, it's the same technology. It's, it's, it's. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I watched that whole thing. It was long too. Okay, so I'm seeing the pixels thing that you're talking about. It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> Some of it is so cool, and the other part of it is just plain old weird. Yeah. The weirdest one was I think they had they had All like right, a, so I, no, they were, I, like, I, had I two people talking now. to him, talking to each other in the actual goggles. And I'm like, just take them off, man. Okay, so here's the thing that I had to say. So I worked in this space. Now, now I. I don't want to overstate when I say I worked in this space because like, no, you did. Okay. No, let no, me... no, I, 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 I'll sell it. I'll sell okay. it. But I want to explain like, would you, a Tesla is a car that it's an electric car that drives itself. Right. Yeah. I was just looking at that. A Tesla is an electric car that drives itself. Right. Right. Okay. And, and there are, there are like racing go-karts that go a hundred miles an hour. 
right? Right. So I worked in the space in the same way that a racing go-kart is similar to a Tesla. I, I worked on a very simplified version of this kind of headset. Yeah, but because of that, you were in that space and but you I was tried all the other stuff. Dude, I tried all the other stuff. And there's a couple of important patents with my name on it for this space. So I feel like I have something to say about this space, right? Right. Okay, so here's what I have to say about this space. All the things that Apple is doing. So when Apple's never, they never officially said they were working on this thing. Right. It was rumored to be worked on. Didn't they try I to actually, recruit actually, you, right? No, actually, I, I got a few interviews in to a thing that they never told me what the thing was, but I assumed that it was something related to this thing because of my history in the space, right? Right. So, um, but I, uh, so I know what, uh, what other things have been available for a while. There's Microsoft has a has a product called Hololens that right. does almost all the things that Apple's headset does, and they that's that's five or six years old. Like five or six years ago, they released it, and by the way, they only charged like I think it was a couple grand for it. Right. So this is twice the price. Right. Right. So it's like okay. So then another another company went out and spent two and a half billion dollars, billion with a B dollars to develop really strong AR technology. And, uh, and they, they couldn't sell it at $1,500, right? But it, but it did really cool stuff. So when I look at what Apple, so when Apple said we're going to go do this thing, the thing that me and all of my friends in the space were wondering was, could Apple push the technology far enough? Because the, the holy grail of what this could be is, we call them Tony Stark glasses. Yeah. Like if you had a cool looking pair of sunglasses, yeah that could look at the world and give you augmented reality information and could offer you audio and could connect to like a jar. Oh, okay, dude, dude, wait. Yes. Remember though that that's inside of his helmet too. He does it in the t helmet. Yes. Okay. So how cool, <laughs> that would be so cool if someone made like a third party helmet for these things. Yeah, that'd be I'd funny. Like that would be cool. Tony, Tony Stark helmet. That'd be funny. You can walk around. Okay, so, okay, sorry. so the big question, and that tech, and there are big parts of that technology that are close. Right. They're not here, but they're close. And so the question we've all been asking is, can Apple, with their incredible muscle, and supposedly with their unbelievable, like, I think they've spent billions and billions and billions on this. Like Really? Yeah. That's a lot so, of money. Yeah, they have, yeah. So with all that resource, are they going to show up with the Tony Stark glasses? And there are companies out there that have been frantically trying to make the Tony Stark glasses. Like Amazon did a version with just Alexa. Like it's just audio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's this other standalone. Google Glasses did. Remember that? Well, way back Google did. So we were wondering if that was going to happen. So for them to show up with nothing like that, but just to show up with basically HoloLens from six years ago, but with this incredible level of polish is a huge disappointment to me. I'm just like, oh. Okay, so, oh, so I, they, they don't have access to any surprise technology at all. Except that it's a standalone computer, but even that the HoloLens did. So the thing that I think that they really added value on, the only thing, is the is the operating system, the the way you interact, because because the problem with the HoloLens is it was like on top of Windows. So you'd literally you literally use it to, to show, show Windows, whatever version, Windows 10. Right. And that, that's an inherently bad mobile experience. So the fact that Apple is like, no, we're going to take our mobile software and adapt it for this headset, that's interesting. Well, they're even calling it, it's completely new. They call it Vision OS. Great. So that's interesting. 
and it's even a step forward, but it's not Tony Stark glasses, dude. And, and I think anything shy of Tony Stark glasses is a fail. Now, I think we're, Interesting. Still, we're, okay. still, we're like five to 10 years away from Tony Stark glasses. Okay, Coke. Oh, let me ask you this. When okay. Apple, you, you don't wear an Apple watch and you do like Apple gear, right? You're, yeah. You have a Mac I do computer. like the Apple watch, but I don't wear one. Okay, so I have been wearing Apple watches from the beginning. Yeah. And they were not the first one to wear to, to, to launch a wearable, right? Google was. They had a Google watch. Yeah. I mean, I think the first one was that, that fitness watch. But yeah. Fitbit. Fitbit. Fitbit came out that with theirs, which yeah. is not, you know... It's more of a wearable. It's just wearable tech, right? Yes. So and and so I started watch wearing the Apple Watch. My first Apple Watch, I would say, and I would have tell I told everybody this. This is a really great gift. If someone gave it to you, it's kind of cool. But yes. if it wasn't given to you, I don't know that I'd buy it. Yeah. And That's then still the problem I have. Okay, not uh, not now. Tell me why. Not now. Okay, so these current versions. Yeah. Right. So I have an Ultra. Yeah. The Ultra is the game changer. It's yeah. much bigger, which I like. The yes. screen's bigger. The uh -huh. battery life is a billion times better. Okay. So you can wear it for like two days without charging it. And if you have a fast charger, within a half an hour to, you know, I just put it on while I'm showering. And when I, by the time I'm done showering and shaving, it's got enough charge for two days. Great. So I never really have to worry about it. It get it tracks so much health data yeah. that it is fascinating which i love that kind of stuff i love that data yeah. so so this was a game changer now when it first came out i'm going to tell you i didn't think it was worth it i don't know that i ever would have bought one on my own i got right. it as a gift and i was grateful for it and i did wear it but the apps on it the games on it blah 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 never all that great the ultra kind of changed that now that was like a 10 year ver 10 year yeah. journey yeah yeah can they do that with this, where they just came out with something marginally better and certainly more Apple polished? Way polished. Can but even they? that, by the way, I've come to find out they're cheating on polish. It's not they're not as polished as they look because they don't show anybody wearing the center strap. But it does require a center strap because it's too heavy to wear without one. Oh, <laughs> but on all the commercials are like, no, they, they don't show it. Why? Because it looks bad. Do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, keep going. That'll be interesting. If you go rewatch the ad, no one's wearing the center yeah. strap. But in one of the one of the shots where it shows the stuff flying through space in 3D, the center strap is is represented in that in the picture without people in it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, uh, all right. Well, that's. Especially because the front one, the lady has a giant poof uh, yep. thing on the so top that, of her they, head. They probably shot it. And they're like, we can't shoot this with this giant. <laughs> That's true. Thing okay, going well head. then that that well, I guess we're gonna find out. Okay, but get, you're finished with that. You think that? Okay, I think if, that this. Is, I think it's this, gonna go somewhere. You think and this I actually, might get to Tony Stark glasses? I think it will. I think that they're laying down a foundation. I think it's going to be interesting. I've never liked VR. I don't, it's not something I, I would find interesting or confined on my head. I think what you're going to see is a bunch of people buy these things. A bunch of people buy these things. And you're going to get a mixed, because I can tell you, my son, he plays his uh, meta one. What's that called? Um, yeah, which is $400. And it's amazing. Okay, no, it's not amazing. The graphics are terrible there you're playing with 1980s graphics in that headset oh you're talking about the games that he chooses to play though yeah but that's the, yeah i mean there's other things you can do but this is like do you remember when uh apple released their smartphone remember who the big competition was 
blueberry or blackberry? Well, blackberry and palm. Okay, yeah. but blackberry dominated the space. Yeah. And I remember getting my first iPhone, and the guy's like, that's a toy. This is a business, right? And I'm like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, one year, you're going to be in trouble. And he's like, no way. I'll bet you lunch. And I'm like, okay. So one year later, he called. He's like, you were right. I mean, BlackBerry, like within one year, no, BlackBerry he, was destroyed. Yeah, there's a movie about it, by the way. It's terrible. Did, it's I, tell so you, did I tell you to go see it yet? No. <laughs> you need to go see it. It was terrible. I mean, it's going to blow your mind. BlackBerry dominated everything. Everybody had BlackBerry, and here Apple walked in and basically had a huge side of the of their phone was entertainment. It can do entertainment. Yeah. So BlackBerry's like, well, that's fine. You can be the toy and we'll be the business. Yeah. And we're like, no, you don't understand. People that do business can also play. Yes. And I think that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see people get this for the entertainment value. You said something that was really funny, and I totally agree with you. You're never going to sit down with another person. No, the idea the things. idea that you would sit there and watch an IMAX movie on these goggles this wouldn't make is sense. fun. It's like that's a fun idea. On your the own. I, on your own. The idea that you would sit that you would both put one on that's and ridiculous. stare off into space and like talk, what'd you say? I can't hear you. What? And like you, now, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Now so that, when, not, so that means it's so the, these are the problems that everyone's had in VR that they did not solve. Which is it's inherently I think it's inherently isolating. They're going to I think they're gonna solve that. I mean, they already, they already solved it with your headphones. They allow you to share headphones now. In the beginning, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, now now they share, you, you can share your screen. You know, it, you can watch a movie through FaceTime together. And They're uh, working on ways to solve it. Yeah, I actually think that solved. that whole FaceTime together watching a movie thing, I've always found that to be really weird until they released this. I think it was all, it was all prepped to be able to, to... Maybe so. Okay, so my prediction is other. My prediction is... The other competitors, by the way, who weren't Apple, I'm not saying that they were, the other competitors sold single-digit thousands of their headsets. And so I told you before that my go-kart metaphor is like, would you compare a go-kart to a Tesla? Well, they're technically the same thing, right? So my go-kart version of VR, which, by the way, had almost all of these same capabilities, even though mine was cell phone-powered. Um, I had... I, I did a bunch of prototypes of ways we could hack the cell phone to do a bunch of the stuff that they want to do. I actually hacked like YouTube into it and I hacked um, I actually hacked the uh, the idea of, of productivity like screens and stuff like that tested it out anyway, did you did you watch them did you watch the part where you can take a 3d video of your family? Uh, no that's freaky. okay cool. It's an immersive video it, it can take. You click a video of your family with your goggles on. It's now taking an immersive 3D picture of your family. Awesome. I predict that the that so my my go-kart version of this thing sold half a million units. Like to this day, that's the bit number I, 1. I I, own the, I I and no one recognizes this. I'm not saying say that people sit around and talk about it, but I I I can argue that I that I helped invent the largest install base of physical AR experience in the world. And Apple would be like, no, because our phones do AR, fine. You can argue that, whatever. But 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 people used mine <laughs> and it was fun. I I argue that, but our competitors sold single digit thousands. I think that this will sell single digit thousands. And in three to four years, um, either they will have had huge steps forward in what is possible with a, with a Tony Stark style glasses, 
or they will have just straight retreated on the space. That's my prediction. Huh. Well, that that's 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 not a prediction though. You're 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 guessing both sides. They're either dead or they make Tony Stark glasses. That's Okay, the, they're not going to succeed. That's my prediction. My prediction is that in 3 to 4 years everyone's going to be like, "Look, man, we can't keep acting like this is a thing." And the reason I know this is cuz Meta is currently Meta who sold millions of their headset. They're like, Grandy, I thought you were number one with 500,000. Meta's headsets are VR. They're not AR. Meta What's the is, difference? Uh, augmented reality lets you see the world around you and immerses stuff in it. Virtual reality just like blocks off the world and only lets you see what they want you to see. That's the Okay, difference. so, but these are both, right? These are yeah, AR, those, those, VR. Those are both, yeah. Have they crossed over? Are both, but are the goggles that you were talking about that um, Microsoft did, are they AR and VR? Oh, they're AR. But they didn't sell... Oh, you know what? I wonder if you can count. They got a huge military contract to sell a bunch of them to the military. Um, and they did. And then there's been all these articles about how nobody in the military is wearing these things because they're a huge pain. <laughs> it's super distracting to be in the battlefield with a computer screen in front of your face. <laughs> so, so maybe if they actually deployed, but I don't think they did. I think they sold a couple billion dollars worth and a couple billion dollars divided by a thousand. Maybe that's a million. I mean, I don't know. Well, the Meta VRs, uh, they've done twenty million. Yeah. So, dude, I they've I, done twenty okay. million, and all right, and, let's do this. And Facebook is still kind of declaring a retreat and focusing back on their social products. They're not declaring. They're not saying it, but they're putting way more emphasis on developing. That's because software. they released their pro version, and people were super excited about it, and it didn't work. Anyway, so I want a prediction. Here's my prediction. Okay. What I want to ask: How many headsets have they have, will they sell in the first year, and what's a success and what They're is a failure? They're not going to report it. That's my prediction. My prediction is they won't report it. And the reason they won't report it is it's going to be they have to. They're a public company. They don't have to report. No, sure they do. They, they 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 yeah they do. Yeah they do. You wouldn't be able to get your stock. Your how do you, how are you going to be able to? verify your stock if you put five billion dollars into a product that bails that's going to affect your stock price they're going to have to report it the sec rules are almost positive i mean we know exactly how many iphones they sell a year and we know that it, when they release an iphone whether that the market thinks it's a success or whether it's a failure so how I, many i predict that they will sell under twenty thousand units of this product ever. under twenty thousand ever Oh, I'll, can I can I do an over under bet with you? What can I we bet? I'm not a betting man. Well, no, a lunch. Can we do a lunch? Yes. An under under uh, under over, uh, uh, gentleman's lunch. Okay. One year from today. Yeah. No, when does it release? Did they say? Okay, but hold on. I want to clarify. Okay. It has to be clean consumer sales. If they get a crony partner to go spend, like to go to go arbitrage some other side deal by saying, yeah, we think this is going to be the hotness. And they go buy 21,000 units for, I don't know, Disney. If Disney goes and buys a bunch of units, like that doesn't count. I'm saying like people will buy under 20,000 units of this thing. That's, that's my prediction. To say, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just go over and I'm gonna win. Okay, over. There's win. no way that that that's such a low number. I don't, I don't. They sell millions of phones a year. There's no way. There's there are enough idiots out there that are willing to buy a well, stupid we, Apple we product. We'll see. 
twenty thousand. That's not very many. We will see. Okay, that's fine. Where are we going? Are you saying like that's an in and out? Is this an in and out production? Yeah, I'm betting, man. You're you're literally saying okay, we'll go to in and out if they sell twenty one thousand. They sold two and a half billion dollars on Magic Leap, and they sold like two thousand units. <laughs> two and a half billion dollars on that product. <laughs> they sold like two thousand units. They need to do. Um, Jeez. Yeah, no, yeah, look, I, mean, I, I am lowballing this. That's way lowballing. So, so, no, look, I mean, I'm, I'm to, to, to William's point, I'm Apple is great at Gleam, and they're great at marketing. That's what, to William's point, that is correct. And there are more than 20,000 people with an extra four grand sitting around. There are, to William's point. So, like, maybe I'm betting against... Uh, you know, you're betting. You're betting against their their. Maybe marketing. I'm betting against Shaquille O'Neal when he was healthy. Like maybe I am, but I, but I still I I still based on everything I've seen, and everything that they provided, I, I mean, what are you? When you're you seem to be thinking that because Facebook I has think sold twenty million units. No, no, I'm not. I really do because you know that they just released a one thousand dollar headset and that it's doing terribly. Right? I don't think that it's the price. I don't think that it's the price. I think that people point to the price and they say blah 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 and whatever. I don't think so. I think that the fact that it's a thirty five hundred dollar thing actually probably. I I said this to you before. When Mercedes Benz was having a hard time getting sales up, they decided to up their price instead of down their price. It's completely counterintuitive. But what happened is it became a luxury brand instead of. Uh, instead of a, a consumer brand. And I think that Apple is considered a luxury brand. All right. And I think that they're going to, I, I think they're going to sell well over a million the first year. Well over a million the first yeah. year? Okay. Yeah. But doing, I don't think that the, we're doing I don't, two bets now. Okay, but I don't We're doing think, two bets now. You can go over on my 20,000, but I'm going under on your million. Okay, so I actually think that <laughs> that's it's two gonna, lunches. I think it's going to be over. a regular lunch. Just I think it'll be over class, a million. Classy. Something classy, yeah. <laughs> uh, should we have a double a double whammy? If they do two million, then we have to go to a double Michelin star or a one Michelin star <laughs> and split the bill with all the money we saved on not buying this headset. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, all right. I actually think that they are going to. I I think that they're looking for inertia, and I uh, and if they can get enough mo movement in this space, and they get enough developers on board making it cool, then they're going to be able to. They're going to be able to kill it. Nope. All right. So a couple of things. We went uh, wrong on that, but. <laughs> so I'm betting. And by the I'm way, betting, I'm completely I'm, ignorant. I'm betting under on a million units within the year. Right. And you're betting over on 20,000 units. Correct. Um, forever. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. We'll cut it off. That's easy. Months. I'm going to win this because we'll we'll over 20,000, there's no way they sell under 20,000. I look forward to taking you to lunch. It'll be a good time. So you recall one of the things I said year, uh, months ago when Bob Iger took over is that he's not going to do, he's not going to clean house in public. He's going to clean house quietly. Yeah, I saw that so, text. So one of the things that, that uh, happened recently was Walt Disney accessed 75 jobs at Pixar, including execs behind the box office bomb Buzz Lightyear. Um, so... He's doing it quietly behind the scenes. I and thank you. And thank I, you. It's interesting because I really don't think I was watching uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Have you seen that? He's got a couple no. interviews out there right now. One of the interviews is is they are they're asking him the controversy about Target and uh, Bud Light, and he says, "Why on earth would a CEO ever?" steer into a public issue that is so polarizing where it will alienate 
customers. It doesn't make sense and they should be accountable. And I agree with that. I remember uh, Michael Jordan, everybody thought he should have been more politically inclined, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, you know, if I do that, then 50% of the people that buy my, the sneakers that I, you know, get, aren't going to buy them anymore. So I agree. Stay out of it. Stay away from it. And uh, I think that ESG is the fundamentals of ESG. And this is what I don't get. Why BlackRock and these other giant companies are pushing ESG uh, stuff does not make any sense to me in the, in the face of you can't survive as a company with your stock only. You have to have customers. Yep. You have to have revenue. Revenue and customers are more important. And, and revenue, customers, and, and how much money you're spending is way more important than your stock price it is. and the ESG. It is. And lest we get too doomy, we're in a really weird time. But, um, it's, but it's actually, I think ESG is failing. Uh, I think so, but it's failing ugly. So uh, it's, 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 it's unclear that it's going to that it's going to fail anytime soon. And by the way, this does like not they're going, go along they're going, political they're lines. Going weeping and wailing and gnashing the teeth. Like you know what I mean? Like they're failing. That's hard. because they have to, the the BlackRock is so powerful. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, good news. Uh, the NBA finals are underway. The Denver Nuggets uh, and the fat rush, the fat not Russian. Um, they're up three. Oh, that's the correction. Three games to one. We did that correction. On the last pod with Rachel, which you apparently didn't listen to. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know after, you had one with because after after two weeks, I'm like, I can't leave our our good our good listeners hanging. So yeah. You oh, you had another pod with Rachel. I did. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, she's a good person. Good yeah. sub. She is a good. She's a good sub. Uh, the fat Russian, uh, not fat, not Russian, is um, is 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 dominating. They're up three to one against the Heat. I don't know if the Heat will summon the courage to get another win. But it's looking like the Nuggets are going to be our world champions. That's fun. I got like three media recommendations. Do you have any media recommendations? Have you seen anything of consequence? You know, I started watching The Citadel. Have you watched that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's really bad, right? I mean, it, it had potential, but oh, man, it's, it's such terrible. such a big, beautiful production full of big, beautiful people and big, beautiful action sequences. Holy crap, and it's dumb. And the script, it, it's like the characters are completely flat. You don't care about any of them, and then the script is just corny. It's just well, corny. Not only do you not care about them, the ones you start caring about, they like they make within an episode. There, this is the hero, and then the villain. You know what I mean? And every, and they did it to every one of the main characters. And you're like, wait, who's the hero and who's the villain? It just leaves you like, what? Who's good and who's bad? Like I I I I have genuinely tried three times to finish that show, and I can't do it. I'm like uh. I'm like two and a half episodes in. I'm like, yeah, oh, can't don't, do it. Don't. I, I watched, finally watched, I don't even know how they're doing their season. Part one, I guess, whatever, yeah. season six, or season or episode six. It's stupid. I don't know why I, I finally finished the third season of Ted Lasso. I haven't even watched it because I want to wait until to see if they ruined it so I don't have to hurt myself. So they... I'm protecting myself. I think that you would consider it ruined a couple different times, but it's largely happy and it's largely satisfying. Um, and I, I guess I recommend that you watch the last season, but if, oh, is it the last season? Is this the, the last, la it's the last season. Yeah. This is the end. Yeah. Oh, sad. Three seasons. Yeah. Who does that? Ted Lasso. Why? So I don't think that, that it's, it's just not that tight, but it is interesting and it's funny 
And it's as funny as it's ever been, but it's not as tight as it used to be. And they certainly did uh, go hard on a couple of moral themes that we disagree with. But anyway, so that happened. Uh, I would so I give that a B, a B plus, depending if you, if, if you if you give it extra points for comedy. I'm feeling disappointed. There's, there's some really well. Look, season one was A plus. Yeah. Season two was what A minus A. I don't know B. Season two was B. Yeah, they they had that. If couple. season two is B, then this this was a B minus. Uh. Um, but uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, that's over. But dude, I have three recommendations. Okay. One, it's a little bit crude language wise. <laughs> Isn't everything? Now? And I apologize for that. But there's a new show on Amazon Prime. It's it's a sitcom style show about a Latino family called Primo. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> So the premise is this: uh, a single, what's, what's, a single mom is raising a teenage son, and um, the men in his life are all of his uncle, all of his mom's brothers. And right. They, and she has like four brothers, and they're all different kinds of crazy. So one is, <laughs> one is work super hard. One is like just ex, the premise sounds one, funny. One of them's ex-con. One of them's like in like in the volunteer military. One of them works in a bank, and they're and they all fight like young brothers, even right. though they're all old. Right. And they all joke, <laughs> dude. Show, I laugh out loud like four or five times an episode. It's great. Primo, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Primo. Uh, but again, a little crude language. Did you it's did you see jury, jury Duty yet, or whatever that's called? I haven't brought myself to watch that yet. Have you? I've heard some. I heard it's hilarious. Did yeah. you hear? Do you hear the premise? Yeah, I did. You go ahead and pitch it to the. The premise the is that the that you're actually. I don't. I don't even know how they did this, but you're watching. An actual jury in an actual court, but nobody's real except for the. There's like one person. There's that's one real. guy who doesn't doesn't everyone know everyone else is actors, and the one guy doesn't know that everyone else is actors. Yeah, and there's one and actual actor that you would recognize in uh, on the panel who's like super busted up about the idea that he's an actor and has to be there. Yeah. So uh, I haven't watched it, but I've everybody I've heard. Everyone says it's charming. Yeah, maybe I should watch it. I don't before know if it's I gonna be a slow burn or if it's really uh, anyway. So that's that's interesting. Jury Primo, duty. jury duty. Uh, jury duty with the, is the jury's out on that one. <laughs> I have a sci-fi show that looked like a heavy watch, like a heavy lift. So I avoided it for a while. Right. But I finally got into it, and I think I think I'm on the second to last episode. I don't, I don't know how many more episodes there is. There are, but it's called Silo. It's on Apple TV, and I gotta say it's good. I'm just gonna say it. It's good, and I hope that it ends strong. But it's looking, it, like, looking like it will. My only thing about Apple TV is that I don't like that they release one a week. I know that you said when you were at Disney that's a good thing. and I think it's a good thing. I just wait. For the business. I don't know if it's... Anyway, so it's almost all released. The show is Silo. So the premise of the show Silo is... There's some big names in There's this, like, this doomsday like hole in the ground where 10,000 people live. Uh, but after an uprising... Uh, a decade ago, they purged all the history books and, and refused to teach history. So no one knows when the silo started and no one knows how long they've been there. And no one knows wh why the outside the silo is poisonous and dangerous. Wait, and, this sounds like, didn't, isn't there another show called 100 or something like that? Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of different sci-fi shows. And what I'm trying to tell you is the only difference is this is pretty, pretty well made. Like the acting's solid, the writing's tight. And you, you're pretty invested. Like, I'm invested. 
but it sounded like a heavy lift, so I avoided it. But Rachel, so I let Rachel watch like five episodes before she finally was like, "Look, it's good. You should watch it." So I'm like, "Fine." And okay, I'll try. Now it. we're all caught up together. I'll try it because you're saying that because it does sound like a heavy lift, and those ones are not movies. It no. is a heavy lift, but give it the two or three episode challenge, and then you'll be like, "Have, wow. have you ever watched The Hundred? Yes. I remember watching, I watched that, I can't, it must have been uh, some kind of, it uh, must have been in like 2020 or something like that, and I started watching that. Um, but that one, man, that, that one was really interesting in the beginning, and then it really got weird. But it's sim- it's a very similar thing. Yeah. It's like doomsday, but instead of being in a silo, they're up in a you know space station, and they're running out of air, and they don't want to do, so they send 100 people out to preserve the thing and to preserve the amount of oxygen that they can use in the space station and they send them back down to earth well it turns out they thrive and it's like the air is not poisonous like they thought it was and blah 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 so i don't know if this is where the silo is going to go i just know that they've done it really well so what 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 makes the silo great is it's it's solid it's by from the writer of justified it's Graham graham yost made the show Ooh, Uh, now you're getting me yeah and, justifies one of my favorites. And they've done a really good job with the, the they've they've made the human part. So they have this thing that they say, like they, they they've ritualized it in a, in a way that human beings probably would ritualize it. So they have this constitution that they keep talking about, but it's not a constitution. It's called the the pact. And they're like, well, like how 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 do you want to do this? Well, like the pact says that we have to handle it this way, and we all agree to the pact. And they're like, all right. And there's people that want to break the rules. And then they have this thing that they say that, like, we do not know how long we have been in here. Um, we do not know why it is unsafe outside the silo. We, we do not know when we will be able to leave the silo, but we know that it is not today. Like, they have this thing that they say. It's like chanting. It's kind of like an incantation kind of thing. It's, 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 I don't know, man. It's a good okay, show. Okay, I'll try. Okay, what's the other ones? Um, and then the last one, but this is predicated on having seen the first one, and you haven't yet. And I, I, I got to have you over. We have to watch it together. Oh, Spider-Verse oh. uh, Part 2. If you've seen Part 1, Part 2 is really satisfying and it's a lot of fun and it's going the right direction. If you've seen Part 1, you'll know that that's, animated, a, that's right? a great movie. Dude, it's a great movie. It's one of the best movies of the last 10 years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> but we need to... Uh, I, I kind of want to watch it with you because it's so fun. Anyway, you, but what if I let you down in my reactions? I, I feel like I, you're gonna I don't record think me. I know a single person. I don't think I know a single person that said, "Hey, I saw Spider Verse, hated it." Like I don't think I know one. Like not one. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was that one though. Well, so you here, never know here's why me. you should love it. So it's Spider Man, right? Why do you want to watch another Spider Man movie? I don't know. <laughs> but here's, but here's, and I d- kind of didn't when I went. But but artistically, if you knew nothing else about Spider-Man or anything else, just the courage that they've that they've done for the visual dazzle of that show is off the charts. It's like it's not an eleven; it's like a fifteen out of ten. Like really, they took so many visual risks, and it paid off so huge that uh, that even if you hate the rest of the show, just just watching it and imagining yourself being a graphic designer and how it would feel. To, to be watching it like Rachel literally the stuff that they do with text I looked over and Rachel who's a graphic designer literally like clapping silently she's like grinning and clapping with the stuff that they do with fonts really <laughs> yes dude oh. it's, it's it's great so if you have a good home theater watch it at home if you don't come over and watch it in surround 
So, have you ever, I love Rotten Tomatoes just because it seems to give you a good idea. Silo's got an 87. Interesting. 87 uh, is the tomato part is the the professionals, right? And then the popcorn part is the uh, yeah, so what are the 87, 86. 86. I think that seems about right. And I think the reason that it might be ranking there is that it's it's a slow burn, man. Like, you know, and it's and it's a gloomy environment. So maybe that or maybe it ends terrible. I don't know. But well, 80s, that's solid. I mean, it's pretty rare to have something. Did you ever watch Manifest? No, I didn't. Oh, so it's stupid. But it I, reminds but, me of that show. What was that show where they got shipwrecked and uh, they're all on the island and it's almost like, you know, Lord of the Flies type thing. Lost? But they, lost. Oh, I hated that show. Did you watch that? Uh, did I watch Lost? No, I didn't watch Lost because um, the think, the maker of Lost had, had had he'd used up my trust on Alias. And I knew that he didn't know how to finish. And then Lost finished horribly and I was like, suckers! I was right! <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Anyway, okay. That's, uh... There's no movies out, are there? Uh, well, uh, Indiana Jones just came out, or it's about to. If it that didn't. looks terrible, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, a lot of people are hating on it. I'm not even trying to hate on it. I like the series. I didn't really like the last one, but I can give I can give them one bad one. I always hate any show that ends with the solution being aliens. <laughs> I just think it's dumb. Oh, that's aliens. Aliens. Not my kind of cup of tea. Yeah, is there anything else out? Not really. Okay, well, I mean, so I have I Little have, Mermaid. I have one more recommendation, but it's not for everyone. I want to be clear, it's not for everyone. So some of you younger folk out there that are thinking, should I be one of the people to watch that? The answer is no. But I went and saw Blackberry. Oh, is this the movie you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's a movie about the rise and fall of Blackberry, and it is so stressful. <laughs> it is so fun because I don't it's like stressful. stress. No, dude, you gotta watch this movie, William. You gotta watch this movie. So imagine. So I don't I'm, even see it on the list. Uh, yeah, it's on the right. Popular stream. Oh, is it streaming? Where's it streaming now? Uh, you need to watch this movie, William. You need to watch it, and then you need to call me afterwards, because you're gonna love it and you're gonna hate it. You're gonna be happy and you're gonna be upset all at once. So it looks like you can rent it on on uh, on Prime, Prime. Video. Um, I don't know how much it costs. Oh, yeah, it's a regular price. You can rent it for six bucks on Prime Video. You got to watch Blackberry and tell me what you think. You're going to be so stressed and so... There's a character in there that you're going to hate and love so much. And it's apparently based on the real dude. <laughs> dude, you got to so watch... it's like a dramatization. So it's rated R. It's rated R, so I'm not encouraging everyone to watch it. It's rated R entirely for um, like, like heated language about like people arguing in boardrooms and throwing papers and running around trying to solve the computer problems. But the reason you're going to love it, in addition to the fact that it's amazing like storytelling, is because you actually lived through all of this. You actually already talked about it. You remembered when, when BlackBerry and, and iPhone are having the throwdown. And there's a scene in this show where all of a sudden everyone's in the middle of making the next great BlackBerry and they're all standing around a TV in, their, in, their, in this room watching the announcement of the iPhone. And some, <laughs> and some people are freaking out and some people are snorting and like, this never is a work. joke. It'll never work. Dude, this show is good. You should watch it. 
98% fresh from critics, 91% fresh from the audience, because at least 7% of the audience was like me, was just freaking stressed out the entire time. Is it stressed out because you're in in a space like that, or is it you just, they vest you into it? Why am I stressed out? No, it's entirely because, okay, so the the story, and I'm not going to ruin the story by telling you this, so I... Folks, this isn't a spoiler, but it doesn't spoil anything because it's the true story of how the Black Panther is made. There's this easy breezy going like tech guys who had this idea for the Blackberry. And then there's this super big a-hole business guy who had nowhere else to go that came in and, and took over the business and just started yelling at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the Blackberry was made. And they sold it before it was made. They made a prototype in a single day and sold it through. And then they had to go make good on the prototype that they'd never seen work. And like, it's great. Because it shows you all these tech problems that they solved and the ingenious ways that they solved them. And then it shows you when it all falls over. Like, I don't know if you remember some of the days when there's these huge Blackberry outages. Like, it shows you why in the show. <laughs> oh, dude, it's good, man. Okay, I'll try it. You're going to love it. I'll try it. Boy, you seem really disappointed. No, it's it's just one of those things. Like some of those, some I, I don't watch a lot of media anymore. Yeah, and you got to go watch Air. We already talked about this. Air's free now on, on Amazon. Go watch it. Wait, I haven't even heard of this one. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you have. We talked about it twice. Oh, now. Air, uh, Nike Air. Yeah, you got to go watch it. I yeah, watched I it. Wanna, I watched it three times since it was yeah, free. But I don't want to feel any loyalty to Nike anymore. You're gonna love it, <laughs> dude. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm actually, I used to only have just, you know, a few companies that I would uh, this boycott is, this for is a, stupid reasons. a doom silo that you created for yourself. It is. No, it is I'm, a doom silo. I'm and saying I, you can go enjoy the past. You can see, you're saying you can't enjoy Nike now. Okay. I don't want to feel any loyalty. This is a period them. piece for when you could enjoy Nike. Go enjoy it. That's true. But all those people that's are like gone. Saying, that's like saying Hollywood isn't good. I don't want to watch Hollywood movies anymore. I'm like, yeah, but you can still watch Ten Commandments. Get out there and watch point. it. Get out there and watch it, man. That is a good movie. It is a good movie. Man, can you imagine if they could do that? Well, they they did try to do that over. Have you watched the new one? Well, one of the things we didn't talk about, and we're running out of time, but we need to talk about it. Did you see the clip when Elon Musk was like, when they're like, what if you lose all your money on oh, Twitter? Oh, yeah. What if what if, what if if you talking means you're going to lose all your money on Twitter? And he's and he says, I'll say what I, what I want to say, and Wait, if the consequence is losing, losing money, so be it. Dude, but he paused for a really long time, and they and he left was visibly it in. visibly angry. They left it in. They so you know how like normally offer they take money. out the middle. They, uh, they offer me power. I don't care. He I'll say care. what I want to say, and if I lose money, so be it. You know, there's something liberating <laughs> about so that. So wonderful, so brave. It was awesome. I I uh wait. I, there's another thing we have to cover. I know that it's look. Look, we're we're making up for lost time. Okay, so wait, we're, okay, we're I at an want, hour I have and two minutes. Because I haven't asked you about this, and it just happened yesterday. Okay. So uh, Trump is indicted again. Yeah. What the crap? I mean, look. What's, what's your question? Ah, I'm so confused of what we are in right now. Like, is this what is this the next wave of politics where when when a person seems dangerous or he he can be reelected, we just indict him for dumb stuff? Short answer is yes. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, it's our fault. Yeah, but look. It's our fault. Dude, we, we elected a bunch of complete idiots. 
and, do and it's our fault. This is what I you remember. Get. I remember when they were trying to impeach Bill Clinton, and I remember thinking, "This is just weird." But I guess you know whatever. I was a little young and naive, and I look back at it now, and I'm like, "I wish they had never done it. It was a dumb reason to do it." Okay. It, it was. It was dumb. All right. And now here we are. Now we're. Two, they're for sure gonna do a tit for tat, like. Donald Trump was was revenge for uh, Bill Clinton. So now all they're trying to do is destroy him because they think he could be elected. Now, all I can see here is that I think he's going to be the next dang president. Yeah, I don't think so. Dude, I look, I am. There's some things I love about Donald Trump. I love that he doesn't care. That's fun. I don't like the angst that it brings into my life. Yeah, but I, I do. I do enjoy the merit of what he does, right? I mean, he he did his some, actual his actual accomplishments. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sure. With, without what he does with his actual accomplishments, we would be in a deep, 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 deep recession right now because the, he heated the economy up so fast before the the it was pandemic. Awesome. I miss it, and and that's good. But I don't I don't want him to be president. I would like somebody else. I'd like somebody else besides Biden. But dude, I think they're gonna make him president. I don't think so. Because yeah, it's it's dark times. Um, like here's what's dark times. He was actually reckless and arguably criminally reckless. With what? Um, with like with, apparently they have recordings of him saying that like talking to people about whether they should just lie to the investigators about oh about the about having the documents. But you can't, dude. You're a president. You can have anything you want. So apparently they have him on tape saying that he didn't actually dis- declassify some stuff. It doesn't matter. He was the president. He can have whatever he wants. Maybe. Maybe, but that's also criminally reckless. Okay, so here's my beef. Regardless of all that, that's uh. all That's all him being a jerk on top of a process crime. Like, a, charge him $10,000 and slap his wrist. Like, unless a, a former president is, like, murdering people or colluding with foreign governments to, to ruin our country, you do not send him to jail because then we are a banana republic. I'm 100% aligned with you with that idea. I think but, they're but, making him into a martyr. But, well, I think they would be unless these tapes sound as bad as they sound. But they never are. I know. They always say they're bad and then they end up not being that bad. So I don't know. I think he's, they made him into a martyr and they created the monster they thought they were killing. Oh, they've done that a bunch before, but I don't know. I don't I know don't, if I agree with I, you this look, time. Look, his poll numbers go up every time something stupid happens. Well, there you go. So I wanted to say this, though. So our church releases a statement on politics from time to time. And they released a doozy this last week. Did you listen under, to that? I, yeah, I didn't get it. You didn't get it? I mean, I understand. Normally the they, same say, thing they always say it's not the same thing they always say. That's okay, what I'm what saying. Okay, what did I miss? So normally it's like we are politically neutral and uh, get out there and vote. It's important for you to participate in government. Okay, that's what they usually say. Well, and they say and, go participate, participate, like run for office, run for office, caucus, right. do all that stuff. Yeah. And, but then they say don't use the church. Like, don't, don't say that, you know, that God has a favorite party and don't use the church to promote your candidacy, but go get it. That's what they say, right? But they added a new paragraph, and I'm going to read it to you right now because it's interesting. We urge you to spend the time needed to become informed about the issues and candidates you will be considering. Some principles compatible with the gospel may now be found in various political parties, and members sh- should seek candidates who embody those principles. So far, it's not that big a deal, right? Members should also study candidates carefully and vote for those who have demonstrated integrity, compassion, and service to others, regardless of party affiliation. This is new. 
And I'm going to keep going because they said the next thing. Merely voting a straight ticket or voting based on tradition without careful study of candidates and their positions on important issues is a threat to democracy and inconsistent with revealed standards in the Doctrine and Covenants. Information on candidates is available through the internet, debates, and other sources. That's new. They just told you. Like, who passes that test, by the way? Because you're like, Biden doesn't pass that test. Well, neither does Trump. Like, neither of those cats have a history of, uh, what was it? Integrity, compassion, and service to others. So this is interesting. They're saying, like, merely doing this is a threat to democracy. Merely voting straight party ticket is a threat to democracy. That's new. So is, are they, are, are, do you interpret that as saying nearly voting for, uh, merely voting for a party ticket without studying it is, is against, uh, yes. you know, or, or with study? Because at the end of the day. Hey, you get to vote for who you get to vote for. No, I know that, but, and I know they're not telling me to vote for someone, but uh, for, for, for instance, uh, I've often been asked, would you vote for a Democrat? The problem is I can't, I don't know of one that has any of the values that I have. So if I had, for instance, in our state, we have this problem where you have like the top two candidates, regardless of party, are the ones yeah. that you vote against. Would I yep. vote for, and it's, you know, the last couple of times it's been two Democrats, right? For a, a big seat or something. Yeah. And I just look at them and I, th I can't think of who I would vote for. I mean, I, even after studying them, I, I can't understand. Like there's some of the things that are so incompatible with, with what I think is, is liberty and justice for all kind of feel yep. to it that I can't do it. So, uh, so the answer to that is, is will that change? Well, certainly. I mean, I could, I could see, but, but even, even Democrats that have been in our church, right? Harry Reid. I mean, he was, he was a terrible Harry Reid before he was, uh, the Senate majority leader. Yeah, that's was, true. He was, was okay. Was somebody you he was good. For. True. I agree uh, that. But after Senate majority leader, he just he became was terrible. a complete party shill. It was yeah. bad. But uh, so I can see, I can see that, but well, wait, so I don't know. You, so you see why this is momentous. I don't know that it is momentous. Cause you're uncomfortable with what they're saying. They're like, don't huh. do this. And you're like, but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm asking you, but I do study the candidates. Yeah. And I do look for moral, uh, uh, character. I do look for yeah, people told that me, are compassionate. Cause you told me before of people in our party who did not oppress you. Correct. And, and so at the end of the day, I also think that. I, I, think I said our party. Yeah, I'm independent the, now. The party. But, but. The party of which we sometimes align with. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'd call myself independent. I would just call myself classically liberal. I think I would. I'd be a classic liberal like I'm independent. Alexander Hamilton. I'm independent in the sense that I don't trust either party to protect the things I care about. I don't either. Man, I'm reading a book right now, and the book is – it's it, – it causes me angst and it's really good. It's called, it's by Jack Carr, Only the Dead. And it's one of his series. I think it's number five. And you read it not in the mornings because you don't want to get into a dark place. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to read my scriptures first. But there, it's, a, it's a big conspiracy kind of thing. And the problem is that the conspiracies they put out are, are, are totally viable and real. I was talking to somebody else. Like, I remember in my 20s, I just didn't believe in conspiracies. And now in my 50s, I'm like, oh, crap, they're it's everywhere. Hard. Let's see. Uh... Dude, it's it's it's, it's that, hard. It's that book that you made me read. Um, yeah, 
Anne Ryan, uh, the Fountainhead. Fountainhead. Oh, dude. That's the first. Once you really, do that, really, that's a red pill. It's a red pill. The first really plausible explanation of how conspiracies yep. can happen. They're and not you're like they're JFK not. murder. I'm like, no, it's not even that. It's it's a confederacy of dunces who are colluding to drag everything down. You know yeah. what I mean? That's exactly. That's a great way to put it. a confederacy of dunces. That <laughs> that is exactly what it is. They're not like. Geniuses. It's not a star chamber. No. Or a bunch of geniuses are including solve the world. It's a bunch of and, and we and we see it around us right now where it's like a bunch of halfwits and people that can't produce anything complain about the people that can and drag everything down. Yeah. It's like and it's happening all around us. Yeah. And the media has never had their hands dirtier than they have right now because they've never been staffed with people that are dumber or worse than they are right now. That is so true. Amen to that. Yeah. But the good news is... And that's why I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, the good news is I think more and more are turning it off. And I actually think more and more are searching for a place to land. I think so, too. And I think it's really, 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 really interesting that the free speech platform is t- becoming Twitter, it's which really is ironic because just, you know, last year we were saying that they're the evil, right? Or, uh, but now you're seeing all these big names kind of like, we're gone. We're not going to go through this corporate, you know, advertising thing. We're going to be able to, we want to say what we want to say and we want to red pill this. But hey, you know what? That's a recommendation. This is a, that is a must read. Fountainhead is a must read. If you are out there and you want to understand how the world works, you must read Fountainhead. If you want to understand how the media works to drag things down, you should read the Fountainhead. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, you're such a red pill. Like, oh, you're such a libertarian. Oh, you're such a conservative nut job. Fine. You read read Fountainhead and tell me what, what I'm missing. Just tell me. I'd love to get text me. Tell me what I'm missing. And, and, it is, like, and, and you might point out that there's some weird morality there and there's some weird godlessness there. And like, I'm not saying that the Fountainhead is how it should be. I'm saying the Fountainhead is the best uh, exposition of how the media can serve to, to drag things down that, that I've ever read. And it and it and it literally changed the way you look at the media landscape. Okay, I have uh, speaking of it. So, so yeah, uh, let's say I want to leave it on a positive note because yeah. if you're going to read Fountainhead, you got to read 1984, and both of those things are downers. At the oh, end I'm of not the reading day. 1984. <laughs> have you read it? No. You haven't? No. Oh, Randy, you got to read. I it. won't. Really? I won't. No, I know what it's about. I get it. I don't know. I thought I knew what it if was about. If it makes you feel better, I've read four different Ayn Rand books, so like I've got, I've kind of got the overlay. Okay. Here's including a, uh, her, including her fiction work that was not instructional, which is just about how gross communism really is. It was really sad. Well, and she's called, a committed atheist, which uh, and but uh, but yeah. weirdly a committed atheist, but uh, but a, a rabid individualist, which I yeah. think is, is is very interesting. Okay, so uh, here's one. Here's my favorite spy novel series. Okay, <laughs> ready? It's by Greg Horowitz. It's the Orphan X. Okay. I think there's twelve of them. All right. It's my favorite because there the Orphan X. Here's the premise: there was a program that the a deep dark program that the CIA did, and what they would do would go to orphanages and foster houses where they had kids that were this kind is of a fiction show. Yeah, fiction. Okay. Uh, they would find uh, kids that were in their 11, 12 years, 13 years old, and they would they would kind of evaluate them from afar, and then they would offer these kids the opportunity to join this super secret program, blah, blah, blah. And then they would train them to be assassins, and they'd go out and do this deep, dark stuff. 
So there's this one called Orphan X. Now, Orphan X is Orphan X because there was an A, B, C, D, E, etc. Okay. So, and he is the, uh, presumably one of the last orphans. But his trainer had a different way of training him. He gave him a Ten Commandments, not the Ten Commandments, but Ten Commandments. Okay. Which are really interesting how they interact in his life. And, like, one of the commandments says, how you do anything is how you do everything. And and they and he weaves it in the, the author weaves it into his life so well, and then the second um, thing that's really interesting is he's like I'm not treating tra- I'm not training you to be an assassin I need I, it's not hard to make you an assassin it's hard to keep you human, and so one of the Ten Commandments is question orders, and so he ends up to a point where he's like I can't do this anymore and he gets out. And now there's various people. And so then he becomes this thing called the Nowhere Man. And the Nowhere Man basically is a phone number that kind of has been passed around. And if you call it, he answers and says, do you need my help? And then he goes and helps these people that are disadvantaged. And it's so cool. And then he has like these interactions with these characters with, that have these emotional connections. But he, he, doesn't, he can't compute it. And he and and so the author makes it in his head like I don't understand what I know I'm supposed to say something here but this is so far out of my comfort zone I don't know what to say like someone like hugs him and he's like they play back in his mind like what do I do now right and it's it just such a beautiful interaction with human real human traits that turn out to be positive in this kind of really rough. Uh, thing and it, and I just I walk away from every one of the books uh, uplifted and uh, the it, other and it's uplifting. I think so. Cool. I find it to be, be just because I, I read some of the other conservative like spy fiction stuff and I found it to be just super dark, I'm just like C.J. Box and stuff like that. I'm like, dude. Now this is violent for sure. I mean, he can do stuff, but he's just got he's just quirky. And some of the people that he he uh, he I mean, his solution is basically he's. You know, uh, like one this one girl uh, calls and says, can you help me? I don't really want you to help me. I want you to help my sister. And like, well, what's going on? It says, well, I, I'm beyond help, but you can help my sister. She's too young. So it turns out they live in Compton and there's these cops and the cops are, uh, you know, basically they're dirty cops. And, they're, and, and they've, they've got this like, you know, they're doing horrible things to these kids. Yeah, and and so this guy, you know, his solution is well, kill everybody that's that's be becoming dangerous to you, you know, and do it in such a way that nobody knows. Well, he's an orphan, he's an assassin, so he's able to do all this stuff. So in in a way, it's like this kind of vengeful. It's like Batman. Yeah, it's in a it's lot a power, of ways. It's a power fantasy about justice. Yeah, and 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 it's justice isn't the the end game. It's human. It's to to be human and to have human interactions and compassion. And one of the ten commandments that he has is make never make it personal. But almost every one of his missions are personal. <laughs> so he's constantly battling with this idea of that he's he's violating that that commandment in his life. So right. anyway, I love this. I love it. And I've, I just reread them again for the second time. And I'm just like, geez, these are great. They, they just make you feel so good about, uh, about, about people, about humans and how, how people help each other and, and, and the good and the bad in, in individuals and how sometimes the bad is the bad and the good is really good. That's and awesome. uh, anyway, it's just a fun one. That's a more uplifting than 1984. Or I have an uplifting comedic tweet to go out on. Go for it. So there's this new video game out that's the Elden Ring, and um, and it's a hit game. And everyone, a lot of people are playing it. 
And it says, religion is the opiate of the masses, says man who has logged 337 hours in the Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Let's end there. Friends, this has been a a great uh, reunion of the Waystation podcast. Extended version. Extended version. Director's cut. Director's cut. Uh, Your source for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. I'm I'm, William. uh, That's William, and I'm Andy. Have a good day.